are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Wednesday, apologize for the voice, we're on round two of the worst allergy season ever in Iowa, according to the senior pharmacist at my local drug town yesterday. I don't know if that's true, but he made me feel better. It's got to be bad for me to get hit once, let alone twice, and in such a short period of time. However, I'm fighting this one totally on natural, homeopathically, I'm not doing antibiotics, I did that last time. And I'm reminded why my old buddy Jake said, remember, antibiotics means antibiology. So they correctly killed my allergies. They also killed my voice for three days in response, right? So being that my voice is actually how you guys get your checks and my family gets food, I've made the decision this time that I can't, I can't go down that road. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to play hurt. And I'm doing this for you, America. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm there for my teammates right now. Love you, man. Thank you. I got your back. That's my quarterback. (laughs) Nice. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. It does mean you have to put up with that sound again this week. Wait, yeah, I thought that was verboten. Yeah, that is verboten. Well, um, I've never, I've seriously, I I made It's amazing what people get ticked off about. No, yeah, I've never seen so much anger (laughs) at something we've done. I, I must have had your, your mic on during a podcast that Todd and I hosted when you were sitting in on. Um, is that the one I gave you the communist thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, because I, yeah. I was I was talking the whole time. It's my responsibility, totally my fault. If I had your microphone on, or if it was just ver- reverberating around the room, um, I will pay extra attention to whether it's on or off today. America, I promise not to let you down again. Well, it's either that, or I can't do this. What's your choice? You guys want your binary choices, right? Choose your lesser of two evils. Which is it? Never Trump. Or better than Hillary. What is it? Which one is it? Okay. Never Dace. Better than no Dace. Which one is it? Never Dace or better than no Dace. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Let us know what you think by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Now you're just trolling I may the just, I may just rub it in now. <laughs> you should have probably never re- reminded me of that, because you know how I roll. I'm, I, I've, never, I've never left the sixth grade, guys. You know that. And the I'll horse you keep, rode in on, man. Yes, I'll just keep doing it now. Yes. In fact, when I'm feeling better next week, I'm coming in with another vat of, of coldies, and I may just do this the whole rest of the summer, just, just because you told me that was that was your sore spot. Should never, don't ever, ever, ever do that with me. I'm, I can't help myself. I'm, I'm wired that way to troll you. Yes, he is the ugly American. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, yes. Tell, tell us how we can serve you. <laughs> nice. All right, so um, we just wrapped up production for our TV show for CRTV. Oh, by the way, that, those were the voices of Aaron and Todd. I should have mentioned that, right? You guys are here, too. Afterthoughts, as Thank we're you. also known as. Yeah. We are the other, other programming. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I like that, the other, other programming. So we just wrapped up production for CRTV. Gentlemen, let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, in Aaron's montage, we have what I believe to be the definitive answer to our progressive's 
capable of reeling it in. When you watch a segment with a woman talking to small children about being gay. Yeah, that was like watching um, Dolores Umbridge make Harry Potter write, I must not tell lies over and over again Mm, on the side of uh, his skin. That was creepy, really creepy. You want to check that out uh, in the montage. Had uh, Daniel Horowitz on the show as well, and he did what I have been asking um, for the last couple of days. To, um, to see. I've, I've been asking to see, yes, we can exploit this gap that's been left by this Supreme Court decision the other day, but until I actually allow myself to get, I won't allow myself to get optimistic until you can actually spell that out, what that looks like. And he has three ways to do that. You'll want to check those out on the uh, TV show as well. Well, you can check that out if you're not yet a subscriber to CRTV. Use my name as a promo code, D-E-A-C-E, and you'll get a discounted subscription that's only going to cost you about a quarter a day. Not just for our show, but Hall of Fame nominee, Mark Levin, Michelle Malkin, Steven Crowder, the whole crew here at CRTV at your fingertips at CRTV.com for only a quarter a day if you use my name as the promo code when you sign up. CRTV.com, promo code D-E-A-C-E. All right, it is Wednesday. Let's get to it. It's by Seller Hold, our producer, Aaron. As a series of, we hope, worthwhile and provocative statements, Todd and I will determine, hopefully with at least one reason why, we're either buying that or selling that once per show. We're allowed to use a hold. But if it's for any reason other than the statement is so lame, it doesn't merit an answer. If, you, if you're like, I, I don't have enough information to make a call, you will be mercilessly uh, scourged for real, live on the air. We will scourge you right here. Got the cat and eye tails right over there. You will be scourged right here on the air for punking out, for that is a violation of the dude code. Aaron, you're up. Jeremy Frankel starts us off. He says CNN changes its entire primetime lineup by this time next year. The entire lineup? Yep. Entire primetime lineup. Sell. Sell. A couple of their hosts are ranked really high on the intersectionality scale. Yes. They can't get rid of both of them. I could see them getting rid of one. I could see them getting rid of one. Um... I could see Aaron Burnett kicked to the curb. But I, I don't believe they will do a wholesale makeover. I don't believe that. No chance. Tony Mercer says, Kira and Darth Maul have a child. Her name is Ray. Hmm. I'm going to sell, but I think that's a clever idea. Who's Kira? You yeah. haven't seen Solo. Oh, she the... She's the female lead. Wait, she's oh. um, um, Khaleesi, right? And- actress who plays um i have no idea game of thrones i I tried watching three episodes of game of thrones i found it to be lord of the rings the skinamax version and i hated every character yeah well i take it back the one character i like was sean beans and they killed him off and then i'm just like i'm done i i I can't do nihilism i hated everybody else so i don't know what her name is that's her name on the show oh wait was she the blonde chick yeah I guess I didn't when I saw the movie because I didn't. Yeah. Because I'm only seeing like half of season one after they killed right. off Sean Bean, right? She's the blonde. Chick. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I didn't. I, I I just put that together. Okay. Yeah. So, I think that's actually pretty clever, but I think it would take a level of forethought that um, the current Grand Poobahs in charge of the Star Wars franchise have clearly shown <laughs> they are not capable of. So I'm going to sell. Yeah. Um. It would. I think 
something like that in, even though I didn't even know who Kira was and I'm still confused about the whole Darth Maul being at this point in the storyline but I, I'm grasping uh, for crumbs here so that sounds better than where we're, where I think we're going to end up with whatever uh, episode 9 is Lori Jeffries says the Dems will retake the house in 2018 and their pu- first push will be to enshrine sexual identity slash orientation as a protected civil right and the feckless lot that calls themselves Republicans will go along with it. Well, the current Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, already is a supporter in the past of yep. ENDA. Um, and I'm not making that up. That That's true. Mm-hmm. ENDA is the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. That's really the rainbow jihad's holy grail. It's not the marriage issue. They they wanted the marriage issue so they could do to Christians what they, were, what they tried to do to Jack Phillips in Colorado. But the holy grail is... The, is what Daniel Horowitz described on our CRTV show today, homosexuality as a state-established religion, and that's what ENDA is. That's where you change all your religious beliefs, all your moral practices at a federal statute level. Churches can't hire people, can be told not to hire people that don't believe in uh, the new morality, etc. All right, that's really their holy grail. Um, I think they're just like the previous statement— it's very clever. I doubt it would happen. I think, and the reason why I doubt it would happen is because of the hedonist in the White House, Trump. See, I think if you had a conventional family guy, if Mitt Romney or John McCain were in the White House, I'd buy this right now. Right now. Absolutely. But the hedonist understands, on some level, he needs that evangelical base. He cannot... He can wave rainbow flags at campaign events, but he cannot openly betray them like that. And that makes it really difficult for the Paul Ryan kind of Republicans to do what Lori Jeffries is predicting, which they would like to do. So I'm going to sell, but much like the previous poster on the Star Wars statement, I like where Lori's head is at. I mean, she's thinking along the right lines. Yep. She's she's she is she her weather forecast may not be she might have gotten the temperature wrong in her weather forecast, but in general, she's in the ballpark of what season it is. Okay. Uh I'm going to sell as well, but I'll be uh, far uh less surprised if this happens than I would be about uh, the Star Wars outcome. Rocco says agree the, with that too. Rocco says the oppressive progressives and Rhino Republicans will get together to pass legislation that'll deconstruct the first ten amendments by 2020, or they'll pass legislation that enshrines their own political positions by 2024 in the name of liberty. I'm going to sell on both of those because they don't have to do either one. They're they're going to stand by and let the courts do number one for them. That's right. And you know, there's about a 91 percent retention rate for incumbents in America right now. On the, and that's that's when we have an election on the low end, by the way. At the low end, it gets to about 91%. So they don't have to uh, go go full douchebag. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to go right out in the open with it. They just have to be in office and take advantage of a lazy electorate. You know. So, uh, But again, I, I, I hate to sound like a broken record. I like where Rocco's head is at. I think our audience, in terms of astuteness, in terms of accurately gauging what's really happening here, what's really going on behind the curtain over there, has figured this out. We're three for three. All right. We're almost Moses Malone here. Foe, foe, foe. We're three for three. All right. So I love the learned cynicism. You guys are crushing that. Okay. I just think um, your specific applications I don't agree with, but in general, you're my spirit animal right now. 
yeah, the, the, that's just too direct. Things would have to change remarkably for them to set aside uh, the indirect fashion, i.e., uh, the courts that Steve already talked. Let about. me let me give you an example of where this would come true. If you legitimate, if Trump decided he was going to champion term limits. And the House Freedom Caucus made this their issue. This was the issue where they were going to make their stand. They're going to draw a line in the sand backed by Trump. We were going to do term limits. Then what Rocco is suggesting, oh, you bet. Then I could see it coming term out. Term limits is a game changer. Yeah, but until there's a full frontal yeah. assault, there's no need for them to be Correct. to be direct, as Todd says. It's funny you say that because next up is Lisa Bowers who says Missouri voters will start a trend and implement term limits at the voting booth when McCaskill loses. Claire McCaskill. Is this a straight up and down ballot initiative in Missouri? Let me look that up. I wasn't aware of that. Let's. I need to know that answer before I give an answer. Okay. Okay. You guys have some <laughs> um, music you can play on your phones to fill the time here. I, I could cough with my allergies again. Will that work? Can you uh, move the cough drop around in your mouth a little bit for a few minutes? I can do that. Steve, yeah, tell you. us about that key that you th- so famously have, or your pitch, or whatever. You, that's, that song's not in my key. Yeah, this this right is now, the time. My my only key is uh, Marlboro Reds two packs a day, bro. That's my key right now. <laughs> Movies this weekend? What are you seeing? Anything? Uh, I might take my oldest. My my wife's out of town with uh, our youngest daughter. She's vis- they're visiting a friend of Zoe's in Omaha. So it's me and Anna this weekend. I may take her to see Hereditary. Hereditary. So she like she's like her, I've told you before. Anna is very much like her old man. Oh wait, and is so this she that likes, creepy one? Yeah, she likes creepy non slasher, non. This looks creepy. Non, you know, gorn torture porn horror films. Okay, so I may take her to go see Hereditary this weekend. Dad of the year. <laughs> We actually went and saw our first rated R movie together last weekend. Uh, when Amy was at the homeschooling conference, we went and saw Upgrade. I don't think I've heard of that. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's uh, it's just got uh, some gang violence and a few F-bombs, but there isn't any nudity, any sex, or anything else. Um, but uh, the, the story is about a guy who um, his wife, him and his wife are assaulted. And his wife is killed, and his spine is severed. And essentially, a Mark Zuckerberg type of guy approaches him and says, "Hey, I have this new technology that I can't get the government to improve, to approve, but if you're willing to put it in your body, I think it will heal you." And it's essentially uh, it's a it's an AI that takes control of his bodily functions, because the reason you have paralysis once your once your nerves are reattached, re, are, are are reattached, or or, or your um, not your nerves once your um, uh, once your limbs are repaired, the reason you're still paralyzed is is the nerves there in that part of the body don't communicate with the brain right to get them to move, mm-hmm. and this thing replaces your damaged central nervous system, and. Turned, it makes you physically whole again. Um, but you know, yeah. what happens when when What's we install Skynet? We yeah. know we know how this ends, right? And this this AI decides it wants to become sentient. So at first, it helps him to get whole again. It helps him to get revenge on the guys that did this to his family. But then the war is between him and the AI because the AI wants him gone. Wants to use his body as a host 
to evolve and do what it wants to do. So it's it's who's the very, actor? It's very it's no no actors or actresses I'm aware of. Um, but it's it's a very futuristic morality tale of the road that we are heading down as a culture. So it's very well done. All right, so I did some quick research. Okay, we're good. Yeah, I did some quick research, and uh, it looks like there was a uh, there was an initiative that made its way through uh, one chamber of uh, Missouri's legislature. They did not. They did not. The, the other chamber did not uh, codify this, so it's not on the ballot. But it's still kind of on the board. I think for the next. Uh, term or for the next session, but they did not get it done this session. Okay. So I think she's talking about in the future. All right. Should McCaskill what, win? This is how should, they'll get back at her. Okay. Yeah. The, should McCaskill win? This is how they'll get back at her. And I believe they're changing it. There's. It's kind of confusing. No one shall be elected to serve more than 16 years total in any one chamber. They're changing it from 8 to 16. And then the second line of this says, no one elected to serve in the General Assembly. And I think that might be for just for the State House shall serve more than four years in um, any of the following positions and their majority leaders of the House, Senate, things like that. So it, they already have term limits in Missouri. So, uh, it was eight years for one chamber, and then you could do eight years in another chamber. Um, so Lisa, she says, Missouri voters will start a trend and implement term limits at the voting booth when McCaskill loses. So, if it is cutting down to four years, um, then I think that's maybe what she's talking about. I'm going to sell. Yeah. I don't have that much confidence in the voters, to be brutally no. honest with you. I'm going to sell. Yeah. Once again, Steve's pretty much jiving with everything I'm thinking. Sell. Constantinus Roditis says, regardless of the outcome of the Stanley Cup final, at this point in time, the Las Vegas Golden Knights will be considered the best expansion team ever. Well, they're only in their first year, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. if I remember right, the Jags and the Panthers were in their second year when they made the playoffs in the NFL back in the 90s, right? The Panthers went all the way to the NFC Championship game against your Packers. Was that, the s- was that their second year? That can't be just I think it was their year. second year. Maybe, but yeah, well, we okay. played the Packers. They but, played the Packers, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll buy that. Jacob Arthur says Giuliani is the greatest addition to the Trump legal team, period, ever, period. Define greatest. I mean, you've never uh, had a greatest, uh, you've never had an highest entertainment value, legal acumen. Yeah. Everything. Um, He's just the greatest. Simply the best. If we're doing this, you know, Maximus, are you not entertained? Mm -hmm. I'll buy. Okay. If we're doing this in terms of serving any purpose other than feeding the zeitgeist, it's a hard sell. I mean, he's been terrible, terrible for the president. Point of order, uh, Trump has a legal team. <laughs> Good point. My favorite story of Trump's legal team was, was it Ty Cobb, <laughs> the fourth or whatever, and he was having lunch outside at a D.C. cafe. Do you remember that story? It was like a year ago. And he's talking so loudly about oh, their yeah, strategy yeah. and stuff. And there's yeah. a Washington Post reporter at the yeah. table next to him, figures out what they're talking about, and just starts taking notes and then goes out and, and writes a story about it. You remember that? Yes. Wasn't that like last spring or summer that yes. happened? That's my favorite story of the Trump legal team. How about, did you guys see Napolitano on Fox yesterday? Ripped Seculo and Trump's legal team by name. Name them. 
and said, this is a clown show. This 20-page response they gave to Bob Mueller is a total clown show. It's not befitting the legal counsel of the President of the United States, and you guys all ought to be embarrassed. That is literally what he said. I'm down with that. Also, Ouch. his opinion on the Masterpiece Cake Shop, that was a clown show, too. Agreed. Uh, Andrew Napolitano. Which is why I'm willing to defer to him on what is and what is not a clown show right now. I agree. <laughs> Katie Patrick says, a trans woman wins the Miss America competition, quote-unquote, in the next five years. So a cross-dressing man. I'm going to sell because I don't believe there's a trans. Cross-dressing man. Okay, so if you tell me a cross-dressing man in the next win? The next five years. I'll buy. And the only reason I would sell is you're giving it too much time. Okay, but I'll buy. Yeah. Uh, it, that, it, and it already now, a beauty contest isn't about beauty anymore, as Steve said yesterday. Uh, it might as well end up in that and sooner rather than later so we can get to healing already. I, know, I, I saw a piece today. Uh, was it at The Federalist? Somebody on the right wrote a piece that I thought, I didn't read it yet, but I thought it had a fascinating premise. That the real reason the, um, the, the, the Miss America pageant got rid of the swimsuit competition is our era is so overtly sexual that there was no way to do this in any form of good taste at all without it just being one giant euphemism. And I hadn't thought about it from that angle. Because to me, complaining about the swimsuit competition is a, can be a separate argument to the overall conversation of how do you have a beauty pageant that doesn't judge mm-hmm. beauty, right? Okay. I mean, if, you wanna, if you wanna make the argument, there's no need to dress these women down like that. Um, this isn't a beach. It's not 100 degrees outside. You know, we're not, this, we're, the, 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 it's not the swimsuit model contest, right? You know, I don't think you have to be frumpy cat lady, you know, or um, John Winthrop wannabe to make those arguments. I think we would agree to some extent with that, right? Okay. I think they're fair arguments to be had. Yeah. So it's one thing, though, when you when you say, oh, we're getting rid of that, but we're not even going to judge beauty anymore. Well, then, And that's fine. You can judge whatever you want, but you can't be a beauty pageant if you're not judging beauty. Um, I think the argument that we are so sexualized that there's no way to put these women in those outfits without it being a euphemism for something, without it leading to a, an immediate objectification. I hadn't considered that argument. Was it, was it, That's fascinating. I, I, I always thought. just, I mean, I have, I don't I try not to spend too much time thinking about bikini or swimsuit or whatever um, competitions, but isn't it one of the things that kind of led to this? Hypersexualization well, is that's a, a good chicken point or egg? too. Because I can, I, I mean, you I know, mean, I agree with that. Premise. I'm speaking I mean, only for myself here, right? Because of the generation I'm a part of, because of the culture I come from, I have been, I have been exposed to so much porn, so much Skinamax. We took so many trips to strip clubs when I was in my pagan. I, I it does. I, the swimsuit thing literally does. It tantalizes me on no level whatsoever. Be- and that, that's why I was fascinated by that argument. Because the idea that we've been so... Because the way I see it is the opposite. I see it because we've been so sexualized. This isn't 1973, the year I was born, and a bunch of 45-year-old men um, who have reached their midlife crisis stage like I have now in my life 
are watching, you know, on a 19-inch console television, the swimsuit competition, remembering, you know, their libido from, uh, you know, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is a far different era th- than we're in now. I mean, we're selling erectile. We're we're giving erectile dysfunction injections to you know Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, and uh, you know so he can go on being a creep well into his sixties and seventies. It's a different era now. That I have a hard time believing a swimsuit competition tantalizes anybody. But I'm always fascinated when somebody takes my premise and uses it for another argument I hadn't considered. And so that's why I'm, I was fascinated by this argument. Because I, w- I would tend to think, because the air I come out of, um, I, I would tend to think, you know, a chick walking by in a swimsuit isn't going to do much for you. Given what's on your phone, <coughs> pardon me, what's everywhere else you look if you want to try. Um, it's kind of like a wedding, or it's kind of like a medical gown now. It's not as tantalizing as it was 25, 30 years ago, but it could be the exact opposite. It could be because of what I'm pointing out that there's no way to no way to look at women in that position strictly from a for, from a, a physical a, a physical admiration of their figure and their shape without sexualizing it. As the point I kind of took that to make, and I found that to be fascinating and an argument worthy of considering. Dennis Whitworth says someone will challenge a Muslim bakery to bake a gay wedding cake in court before Trump leaves office. Let me give you the uh, other syntax here. Someone will challenge a Muslim bakery to bake a so-called gay wedding cake in court before Trump leaves office. Well, Sal, I'm going to buy. We're in an era where David Hogg is getting swatted. Usually this happens to people on the right, right? We're in an era where David Hogg is getting swatted. We're in an era where the right has gone from we really shouldn't have the marketplace be a, a battlefront in the culture war to we're going to pummel the hell out of Joy Behar because that's the only way we can get it. That's the only way we can have a fair fight, right? I think, yeah, because of that, I, I think, and I'm not always against this. I, I should clarify this. I'm not always against hoisting the left from their own petard. There's not, but I, I, as long as it, we don't cross our own ethical system when we do it, then I'm okay with it. I, I just don't want to become like the value system I'm trying to defeat. I don't I don't see a, a I don't I don't see a plus in advancing and emulating that which I'm trying to convince America is bad for the future of the country. But we're in an era now where the right has decided, and, and Trump is a byproduct of this. Um, I can hate you every bit as much as you hate me. How do you like them apples? I think there's a far less chance that a Muslim bakery would turn this down than a Christian baker. Would. Oh, I don't. Nope, I completely disagree. Yeah, I don't at they all. They play the they play the long game, Steve. Oh, it's no. part of their. No, you don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're listening to this. They don't. They play the long game. We just had they, a story last week, Aaron, they of a can just, Muslim that refused to bikini wax a dude. How many times has that happened? Well, we've never really had the, Mus- um, the Muslims put exactly. in this situation. Exactly. That's yeah. what my point is. That's the first time. How many times have Christians done that? Or how many times have Christians been in that situation? A ton. Oh, so you mean, okay. you, don't, oh, you, mean you, don't, you don't think the rainbow jihad will test things. them? Okay. 
No, I don't. I think okay. that, I think Muslims That's are more apt. I'm not saying this will be completely print with a broad brush. I think Muslims <coughs> will be more apt to go along with it because they play the long game. Uh, they can they can justify almost anything okay. in their belief system. There is, and there I is think actually an element probably, of Islam that says it's probably, okay to lie for Islam. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think they can. I think a lot of them, if they're if they're really this minded, can just say it's all right, it's okay. The caliphate will win someday. Um, I so I think overall, uh, the, I think it's far more likely that Muslims are just going to go along with it. What do you think? You break the tie, Todd, or you actually believe you agree with Aaron? Well, just in the base level, I don't think this is uh, uh, going to happen, but. I, I think I'm. I, I just. I, I the rules of intersectionality basically I think are going to um, ultimately intervene. Well, I mean, what it, it the spirit of the law isn't ultimately what they're all about. If it really was, then I could see this happening. But it's about as we say as we haven't talked about it in quite some time. But at, at the base of this and all other things is a hatred of Christianity. Yeah, that's what's the hatred of course. God. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't think so. I would like to see. I'd like to see a Jew walk into the Muslim bakery in Dearborn, say, "Bake me a bar mitzvah cake," and I want to starve David right in the middle. See what happens then. I'd like to see that. Right. Um, Eddie says, coming off yesterday's podcast, the next challenge to the First Amendment regarding Supreme Court's narrow decision on cake baker will be next year. And Gorsuch will be swing vote. I don't think it'll be next year because I don't know of any cases like this that have a chance to get to the Supreme Court next year. Uh, but his overall Pardon premise me. on the next case like this, Gorsuch will be the swing vote. I'm not. Um, I, I don't think Neil Gorsuch is Antonin Scalia because, like we were sold, because his record doesn't indicate that. But his record also indicates that whenever issues of religious freedom came up in his record, he was uh, he was a hundred percenter. What we don't really know is if he's a vote against Roe v. Wade because he has he. I, I don't know how you are a federal judge with no pro life case law record at all. But he has nothing, nothing. There's nothing in his resume on the issue at all, and his answers he gave at his confirmation on the issue were actually bad. Okay, but on this issue. I, I'm. I believe in total depravity. He may prove me wrong, but there is nothing on the on his resume on the issue of the First Amendment and religious liberty to indicate he's any kind of a squish at all. In fact, the answer that he wrote in the concurring opinion earlier this week was very well said. So I'm gonna. The only reason he'd be the swing vote is if you lost the other two two judges, and then in that case, Kennedy's still the swing vote. So I'm gonna sell. I'm not worried about him on this issue. Yeah, I, I'm selling as well. Uh, are the t- losing two judges, is that possible? Uh, yes, because of how uh, double-minded they are. But uh, in the near term, again, as I've already said, I think there is enough, n- not necessarily in terms of the, the thrust of the precedent, but in how they reached... Their conclusions, the obvious hypocrisy beyond just the animus, the hate, the obvious double standard and the hypocrisy that is writ large every time something like this comes up. There, I have I have enough confidence that that 
is going to buy us uh, some more time. A equals A says within five years, the Miss America pageant will cease to exist. I'm going to buy that one. Yeah, I'm going to buy. The The pattern is, we see this church denominations, you saw it with the Boy, Boy Scouts. Scouts yeah. the, the pattern is, when you remove yourself from your traditional moorings and cater uh, to the, the, the progressive zeitgeist, you um, you dilute your brand. You take away what made you distinct and why people would choose you over somebody else already doing what you're trying to do. And I think you'll see that continue here as well. Yep. I will sell, but that's what I meant before when I said let's get to this man wins it sooner rather than later and so we can get on to some healing because I think that uh, would be um, a kind of death knell, and it, obviously we live in a Bruce Jenner world, so it, it, it's possible. Um, but uh, five years, I don't know, I think we'll be slouching towards Gamora a little bit longer than that. Chuck Gregory says, prominent NFL players across the league, more than 10, thank you for the specification, Chuck, will miss part of the preseason to protest the new national anthem policy. I could buy that. I think that's. I think I could see teams... That's that's your passive aggressive thing, right? Uh, it's a it's a preseason game where you likely wouldn't have played in the second or third quarter anyway. This is where you get your and you, you get all your SJW street cred out of the way uh, before the season begins, and it's thirty two teams enter, one team leaves. So um, I could I could buy using the preseason as a platform during an uh, overall dead period in sports and mid to late August, where the dog days of baseball are the only other thing going on. I could see that. I could see it, but uh, I'll I'll sell. I think there there are ways of doing this that are harder for uh, them to ultimately have. To, they're more layered in terms of who they have to justify their decisions to, uh, i.e., management. And I I just don't I don't see this one working out for them. Uh, Micah Safston has what I think is um, kind of fascinating uh, statement here. The Rainbow Jihad's next line of attack against Christians will be the removing of tax-exempt status for churches that oppose homosexuality on the basis of anti-fraud legislation. An example of this would be the claim that churches are acting fraudulently when insisting that Christ brings hope, peace, and joy, while also condemning homosexuality uh i i think that's fascinating i don't think we're on to a next battlefield we're we're all on the same battlefield still nothing's been decided uh i would buy that i would buy that if the majority of churches actually talked about christ but i don't think the majority of of churches actually talk about christ i'm gonna have to sell that Uh, i would buy it until the end I, i agree with the general premise but i i um cutesy clever not really the leftist game uh clenched fist right to your adam's apple to collapse your trachea is kind of what they do so i i don't see them doing some nuanced theological argument um and the last thing they're, they're trying to erase the name of christ from public public square the last thing they're going to do is pursue a strategy that creates an opportunity to have an elevated conversation about it no, you're just going to be a bunch of bigots who don't have rights, and therefore they don't have to even risk any nuanced theological argument. So, I, I again, similar to how we started this, I like where she is leading off, 
He, I'm, I'm sorry. I like where he is leading off. I, I, he's, he's thinking the right way. But don't overthink this. These people are out. This is the crowd outside of Lot's house. They're not interested in, we're not having a, we're not come now and reason together. This is a give me what I want or we end you, period, end of sentence. I'll, I'll buy it, uh, but the rainbow jihad uh, won't be uh, the one having to make. I mean, this is a place they desperately want to go. I'm, I'm certain of that anecdotally. But the Rainbow Jihad won't be the one having to make the theological uh, allusions because uh, th- on board with them, they will have uh, leftist, air quote, Christians actually with them advocating for that. And they'll let them do the lame heavy lifting on that. That's probably the best take. Uh, Jay Hinton says Alabama will win another national title this year. Bye. Um, it's always safe. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Did, that's yeah, that good timing, right? Over there. I was just gonna say. <laughs> didn't realize I left my cell phone on. My bad. <laughs> Whoa, God intervenes uh, right there. <laughs> thus spoketh Zarahustra. Um, I'm gonna. I will sell. I think they're one of only two or three teams who could win it. I wonder. Uh, are you by? Tr- are you depressed by what you just said? I, I don't. I'm not leading you anyway. I, I, you know, I went back and looked. Ninety-five percent of college football's championships over the last twenty-five years have been won by, I think, seven teams. It's kind of always been this way. It's always been a sport of dynasties, tradition, etc. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you get that when you have a subjective process like polls and things of that nature. Um, I, I like, I think Clemson has two things going for them. They have the superior defensive line. They, they might have the best defensive line, which is really the position in college football. It's the position that separates the good teams from the great ones and the great ones from the elite ones. Because there's not too many 300-pound guys that run four fives or four six fives, and it's really hard. Even a developmental program like Wisconsin that sends tons of guys to the NFL, you know, you haven't sent a ton of which position the NFL defensive tackles. Really hard to do that. Hard to make those guys. And when we have, they've who's Wendell Bryant. We sent to, yeah, who's more was of a, a bust. Yeah. So, uh, so, it, yeah, it's hard to manufacture those guys, even at a great developmental program. Either the hand of God sculpted a 285-pound man who can move like a cat. There's of or course JJ Watt. There is him. Yeah, but and but that's one guy. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm... One guy. Uh, I mean, it's it's just for arguably the best developmental program in the last quarter century in the sport. You can point to one guy. All right, who routinely takes 250 pound walk on tackles and turns them into five years their first round picks in the NFL draft at the offensive line. Clemson may have the best collection of defensive linemen on a team. I can remember. And certainly it's in the ballpark of the height of Miami's era or the height of Florida State's era. And they have the revenge factor after losing to Alabama last year. And the one thing I worry about with Alabama is the uh, Tua Tonga-Viola, Jalen Hurts quarterback controversy. Because I don't think Hurts is going to transfer in the offseason. I think he's, he gradu- he's on pace to graduate in three years. He's going to graduate, or three and a half years. He graduates in December. And so if he waits until December, you wait and see if Tua gets hurt at some point so you can play. Or you just get your degree in December and you're immediately eligible to play somewhere else next year and he would be a very coveted free agent. And I think, you know, Nick Saban, one of his secret sauces is he gets to control everything. 
this has been something difficult difficult to control when you've already had uh, Jalen Hurts' dad saying, "My son is, is is departing if he ain't starting." Tua Tonga Viola went back to his old his old elementary school last month and told the kids there that if he didn't play in the national championship game, he was going to transfer. This is something Nick Saban's never had to deal with, where he's had people externally feel as if they're free to break ranks from the process and say what they really think. That's I I, I wonder managing that throughout the course of the season. So um if you want to tell me if you if you ask me Alabama and Clemson are the only two teams that could win the national championship, I would I might buy that. I think there's lots of teams. I think there's 15, 20 teams that could get to the playoff. I don't I think there's only two or three that could win both of the games once you're there. But I'm going to pick Clemson over Alabama, even though I think Alabama will finish higher at the end of the regular season. All right, last one. Real headline or not? Uh, if you buy, it's real. If you sell, it's not. Melania Trump criticized for not being Michelle Obama. Uh, that's essentially what we're... I saw that headline from the Babylon Bee, and that's that's essentially... Well, I would make it more specific. Um, maybe not more specific, more uh, directed. She's really criticized for not being a Democrat first lady. If she were a Democrat first lady, she could do whatever she wants. If she weren't traveling with the president, if she if if she were not allegedly at the White House in response to Stormy Daniels and everything else, she'd be making an avant-garde feminist statement of today's modern woman. Stand by your man all over again. Yeah, her real sin is not being a Democrat. And the same with Donald Trump. So if Donald Trump had all the same positions, said all the same stuff, and he were a Democrat, we would just all say the same things. It just would be different sides saying them. Yeah, James Woods said as much uh, on Twitter. He said uh, she would be on all of the chic uh, magazines, Vogue, uh, etc. I mean, she's she's a foreigner. She did lesbian yeah. porn shoots. Right. She's Talk about intersectionality. She touches every intersectionality. Feminist, Vogue, Cosmo, checks every last box. Every last box, except one. What's the one box she doesn't check? Her husband's a Republican. That's the box. That's the problem. That's it. Well, thanks. That was actually a really good collection of statements. Really well done. No list? No list today. No list. No list today. Returns next week. Uh, everybody, don't forget CRTV.com promo code DACE. Thanks for putting up with the cough drop and uh, yeah. allergies round two. Are we sure they did that? <laughs> we are back at it again tomorrow. Please click subscribe. Give us a positive review on your podcasting platform. Thank you, John317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.